Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Appreciate you all joining me for another episode of Grace to All. We have a lot of different things that we do with our ministry. One of these is the podcast that you're listening to today or the YouTube video that you're watching and listening to. We also have a Sunday Zoom group. It meets at 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we have people from several different states in the United States, as well as people in Canada and Ireland and England, the Netherlands, Finland, Sweden, Luxembourg, Germany, New Zealand probably some that I'm missing out on, but we have a a nice group that join us, not a really big group, but generally 30, 40 people at a time. And we do a discussion time where I generally talk for five minutes or so, and then I'll just ask everybody, hey, what's the Lord saying to you about this? Or what comes to your mind? Or what questions you have? Or what do you want to do? And sometimes we never get past that first thing that I ask. Sometimes I'll have four or five or six five-minute segments that we talk about. But it's fascinating to me, the different time zones, because when it's 11 o'clock here in the middle of the United States, where I am, close to Kansas City, people on the East Coast, it's noon there. It's uh, five or six or seven or eight in the evening. The other places that are with us and uh, the person in New Zealand that joins us from time to time, it's like five o'clock the next morning, Monday morning for her. So it's just fascinating. So where are you watching from today? And what time is it there? You know, I have a music background, and one of the groups that I really enjoyed and, and still enjoy is the group Chicago, or Chicago Transit Authority is their official name. And it's a rock band with, you know, a horn band with singers and stuff from the 1970s, but I think it's when they, when they got started. But they had a great song called, Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is?, Does anybody really care? And, you know, when I Google that or go to YouTube and bring that music up and listen to it, just a few bars into it, there's that sound there that just brings back a different time to me, a time from the past that was a different time in my life, but, you know, it was a happy time in my life, and the music was a big part of that. So where are you today, and what time is it right now when you're listening to this? Now, where is Jesus today. Hopefully you said, well, he's right here in me because that's where he is. And if you ask Jesus, what time is it? What do you think he would say? I think he would say it's now (laughs) because with Jesus, it's always now. God is the God of now. Now, God is omniscient. God's above time. There is no time in the dimension above the dimension we live in, whatever you might want to call it, heaven or the kingdom of God or the realm of God or or whatever, but there's no time there. God always lives in the now. God can see the beginning from the end. He can see what's happening at any time, but he lives in the now 
with us where we live. And that's pretty cool. Well, I know he wants us to live in the now as well. Because when we dwell in the past, we can learn from the past, sure. But dwelling in the past, especially negatively and going, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that or what if I didn't done this or did I cause that or whatever, that does no good at all. Certainly when we dwell in the future, you know, future tripping, we can, our mind can go all sorts of different places. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, and we can play that out. And when we do both of those things, for the most part, we never envision God being there with us. And one of the reasons is because especially those things that we think about in the future, most of those aren't even going to happen. So, I mean, why would God be someplace where something is not going to happen? He's always with us, of course, but God is the God of the now. And I think about what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4.18. I'm going to paraphrase it for you. But he basically says, look, we're here in the now, right now, and we can see things. We can perceive things through our five senses, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, smelling. You know, that's in the now. But what we see actually is very fleeting. It's certainly not eternal. It's in the temporary. And he says, let's not look at that. Instead, let's focus on the unseen and eternal in the unseen realm, in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, in the unseen realm where we are one with Papa, Jesus, Grace, where we're one with everybody else, the different dimension, the kingdom of God that's in us, that's what is real and what is lasting and what is eternal. So Paul says, don't look at what you can see in the here and now, but look at what you can see in the other realm. So there's this tension between living in the now, but realizing that the now that we can perceive is very fleeting and it's not eternal, but the real now is internal where we're one with Papa, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes we talk about, uh, we use some terms for that. We can call it eyes on Jesus or fog focusing on God or just having the mind of Christ, which we do, or living in oneness, one with the Spirit, where we perceive God, where we're conscious of the fact that we're one with God, we're relating to God, we can hear God, and we can communicate with God, which is certainly something that you can't see in the here and now, but it's very real in the real now, if you will. hope I haven't confused you with all of this. Now, One of the things that I want to talk about that I'm learning more and more about is the law of attraction. What you focus on, and I'm talking to myself here as well, but what we focus on, what we think about is attracted to us. There are a lot of different terms that science and psychology use for it. Religion generally uses the scripture words of you reap what you sow or Other people say, well, like attracts like. The law of attraction, what you focus on, what you think about is drawn to you, sort of like a magnet. And when we focus on the unseen realm, when we use the eyes of Christ, our oneness with the Spirit, when we see with the mind of Christ, 
then that's what is literally drawn to us, what we're attracted to, and then we're able to see with spiritual eyes what's going on. So at any given time, with Christ in us, what is Christ in us doing? What can we see Christ in us doing in the invisible but eternal realm? Well, he's doing lots of different things. One thing for sure that we know from Scripture is he is working all things for the good, Romans 8, 28. And I like the mirror translation best there. It says that God is continually working all things for the good for us because he loves us. And boy, does he. So what God is doing continually, what Jesus, what Papa, what the Holy Spirit are doing, what they're doing where they are is working all things for the good. That's the ultimate thing there is the ultimate restoration of all things when one day everybody will be restored to our original Genesis. Now, John told the religious leaders in John five seventeen, and they couldn't really handle this, but he said, every day my father is working and I am working too. I'm working with him. Well, I got really upset because Jesus called himself the son of God, that God was his father in with the words that he used in that culture, that meant he was equal to God the Father. They couldn't handle that at the time. They didn't understand that. A lot of us don't understand that yet today. I don't know that any of us ever fully can. But the point I want to make is Jesus said that he and the Father are continually working, and what they are doing is working all things for our good. So in their time, which is always now, What they are doing at any given moment is always working all things for the good. So when something in our experience happens in the visible but temporary world, when something happens that we don't perceive as good, well, what then? Well, one thing for sure is we can know God is working that for our ultimate good. We may not be able to see it at the time. Many times we can't. We may never see it in this lifetime, and who knows whether God will choose to think that it's important enough to reveal to us one day. Maybe he will. We have all the time there is in eternity. But we do know that even when things don't look right to us, when it looks like something's going wrong, we can have confidence that God is working all things for the good. Even when it seems like other people are against us, Maybe they're taking credit for our work. Maybe they're gossiping about us. Maybe they're saying unfair things about us or slandering us or excluding us or whatever. We can know that ultimately God is working that all for the good. Now, we know that God is good, and we know that God is working all things for the good. Paul also says in Romans 8, after he says that God's working all things for the good for us all the time, he said, God is for you. And since God is for you and is working all things for the good and has given you everything that's good, who can be against you? Well, it can seem like people are against us, and and maybe they are, but I think what he's saying is ultimately whatever they're doing against you is not going to have any eternal effect. And so we can trust God in that. So when we see something that we don't think is good, that doesn't appear to be good, and it may not be good— What we can do 
is instead of succumbing to the urge to judge other people or condemn them or fight with them, whether it's verbally or physically or whatever, instead of pulling out a, a scripture and bashing him with that, the scripture clearly says this and you're doing that and so you're bad and you're wrong. Instead of condemning people and judging him, we can be aware of what's going on in the now and we can just ask God, ask and seek and knock. Rather than reacting, we can just be still, literally be quiet, calm ourselves down, take a deep breath, hold it for a little bit, let it out, do that a few times, and just ask and say, whatever you call God, I call the Holy Spirit grace. Sometimes I'll talk to grace or to Jesus or to Papa. They're all there, so it doesn't make any difference. But, you know, I'll just say, what's going on here? You know, this doesn't appear to be good to me. This is unpleasant, or I don't understand this, or whatever. Show me what's going on. Sometimes God will just show me and tell me something that there's no way I could have known about that person or their situation. And many times that will put me in a position to talk to them and let them know that I understand and maybe say something about their situation that they know that there's no way I could know it and open a spiritual conversation with them. Many times, God will just say, Paul, just trust me. Just trust me. I know you don't understand this. I know it doesn't seem good. I know you'd rather be doing something else. I know you'd rather have this turn out a different way, but just trust me. Trust me that I know what I'm doing, and that even though this doesn't seem good to you right now, trust me that I'm working it out for the good. And when I'm able to do that, when I'm able to hear that and to trust, as God asks, then that alleviates worry and doubt and anger and judging and panicking or trying to take things into my own hand. I can just listen and hear what God says and then take that to heart. That happens every day, all day long in different situations. We, we can do that at any given time. And I'm learning to do that more and more and more often, just to be aware, listen to what God's saying to me, see through the eyes of Christ, see other people through the eyes of Christ, and ask God what's going on. And many times, he will show me how I can bless that other person. And that's when it gets really good. A week ago, my wife, Kitsy, and I, we had a great trip for a week to Colorado, and we got to spend some time with Mike and Barb Popovich and uh, their kids and their friends and with our friends Earl and Suzanne Knowlton and, and their kids and grandkids and just had a great time there. And I had many times during that trip as we were driving or checking into hotels or checking out of hotels or going into restaurants or we went to a great concert and and, uh, we had a tour of the Air Force Academy and different things like that. Many times I had things planned in my mind the way I wanted something to go on my schedule, but it, it didn't quite work out the way I'd planned now, I used to get really uptight about stuff like that. I mean, I had to have things go my way and in my timing and stuff. But I really consciously made an effort. I'm not saying I'm 100% good at this all the time, but I made a conscious effort just to relax and not try to force things to happen on my timetable, not to worry if somebody else was ahead or behind of what I was planning to do, and just listen to God and let God show me what was going on and literally how I could be blessing other people, and also to show me how God was blessing me. 
What an important thing I think that is, is to ask God in any given moment, say, Lord, show me your blessing. Show me what I'm not seeing right now. And many times it'll be something that I wasn't aware of at all that I hadn't seen, but I realized, wow, that really is a blessing that I wasn't even aware of. I could just have gone right past that and, uh, you know, maybe enjoyed it or not or not even seen it. But I realize now that that's a blessing. That's something that God is doing right now for me and with me and in me and around me, working things for the good, blessing me like a loving father does, and just making my life fun and better. And then, of course, I have the opportunity when I choose to, to say thanks. Not that God ever demands that or requires that, I think maybe it's more for our benefit than for his, just to be aware of what he's doing and to say, thank you, Papa. Thank you for this beautiful place you've taken us, like Seven Falls in Colorado Springs. Thank you for these beautiful, stunning mountains and cliffs and rock formations and the hummingbirds and the plants and the multicolored flowers that were in bloom when we were there. And of course, the Seven Falls and all the people who were there just enjoying the magnificent scenery and what was going on there and just the joy and different things. You know, just uh, thank you, Papa, for showing me all this. And just sitting down sometimes and just people watching, watching people and seeing little kids, how they're just fascinated at different things and, and that kind of stuff. So, That's just something that, for me, is helping me to see that I really am the light of the world, as Jesus said, and he has given me the opportunity, and I'm talking to all of us now, to be the light of the world, just to encourage people, to inspire people, to ask questions of them about their life, not to be focused on ourselves and have to have things that go our way and in our timing and all of that, and to be aware of what's going on, and when we can't see what's going on, to stop and quiet ourselves and focus on the unseen and eternal realm and let God speak to us to there about what's going on. He's passed away now, but I had a business speaker, motivational speaker that I loved to listen to back in the uh, 80s and 90s named Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. Some of you are familiar with him, not the sportscaster by the same name. But one of the things that Jim Rohn said back in a time when I was a workaholic, I still have tendencies there, but uh, he had this teaching on wherever you are, be there. And he said, you know, he said, I used to be in the office working really hard And I'd get distracted and I'd think, I ought to be at the beach with my wife and my kids and my friends. Then he said, you know, I'd take a week off and I'd go to the beach with my wife and my kids and my friends. And while I was at the beach, I'd be thinking, I should be at the office working. I got stuff to do. And he said he learned to wherever he is to be there in the now and not be thinking about somewhere where he's not and something that he thinks he ought to be doing. Wherever you are, be there. Be in the now. It's always now with God. Just be aware. That Chicago song, does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? Well, God knows what time it is. It's now. And it's time for God to work all things for the good. And God really does care. He rejoices in you. He loves you. He loves being with you. And I know, because he tells me this, that he really enjoys being with us, especially when we know that he's there. 
and we know that he's blessing us and we know that he loves us and we don't just take that for granted or even be unaware of it. He loves that. And so I just want to encourage you, and, and again, I'm encouraging myself to, to be in the moment, to be aware, to listen to God, take the opportunities to do the things that he asks us to do, to enjoy what he's providing for us, and to encourage other people and inspire them and help them. It's a uh, better way to live. Hope this is encouraging, everybody. Thank you uh, for joining us. And, you know, I mentioned the Sunday Zoom group that we have. If, if you'd like an invitation to that group, I mean, we'd love to have you come and check us out. You can email me at grace to all with Paul Gray, same name as this podcast, grace to all with Paul Gray at gmail.com. Or you can, you can make a note on uh, whatever platform that you're watching now, and that'll come through, and we'll get in touch, and I'll send you an invitation, and you can check us out. It might be 11 o'clock for you on Sunday morning, or it might be 5 o'clock Monday morning, or some other time in between. But it'll be good, and we'll love having you. So, hey, thanks, everybody. Look forward to seeing you next time on Grace to All with Paul Gray. Love you all. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.